because if there's a set of four people that are less qualified to you know sort out a women's only racing league this is the, <laughs> the subset of four people four middle-aged white guys good evening everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the pink tron um i'm joined today by many people i believe their names are sean Keish, and chris um if any of your names have changed recently, please let me know. But we're um, going to have a lovely chat about many exciting things, including ZRL, the Omnium, HSRL, Bologna for a thousand kilometers, and whatever else we feel like talking about. Um, sadly, you cannot see our faces, but um, Sean is practically wetting himself right now. <laughs> um, That's normal. <laughs> 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 let, 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 let's let's talk about drinks guys um so it's um just after 12 on the uh, pacific coast um chris greenland you must be on at least your third by now uh number two because i only got off the bike just 12 minutes ago so i'm only up to two now um recovery recovery miller light and recovery eagle rare and a little bit of water sprinkled in just for fun so um do you say miller light is that did, not yeah is that not basically beer flavored water? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and, and and we do need like water to rehydrate after a hard ride. Yep. It's it's a great post ride, post uh, beer league hockey drink. Love it. Sort of thing. But um, Tatum, who sadly is not with us, um, would probably drink about um, twelve cans of, um, and wonder why he's not drunk yet. Um, Sean, um, I think you're also on the Pacific Coast. Correct. And I, non-alcoholic, uh, hibiscus hop tea. How about you, Keish? You're not going to let me down. No, no, for sure I'm not. Uh, I, have a, I have a bottle of wine with me. Uh, it's uh, a an, an nine o'clock, just about, just after nine o'clock in the evening here. So I'm allowed to have a wine and I have a Montepulciano. Only because I have been to that place before, Very nice. and it's lovely there. Um, so I have like a Friday routine of um, when I finish work, um, I have a beer. Um, I have a very nearly empty bottle of San Miguel, um, followed by um, I've got a bottle of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's called um, Culebara. It's a 2019 bottle, probably quite cheap. Um, and I've no idea what it tastes like yet, but um, I will be able to let you know by the end of this podcast. Um, I'm sure it's very nice. Where's that one from, James? Fuck knows. Um, <laughs> it's it say is, on the bottle. It's Aldi. A, <laughs> Apart from Aldi, it is from Aldi, but it is a <laughs> it is a wine of Australia. Ah, okay. I did. Uh, I, I rode past an Aldi on a bike ride a couple of weeks ago. I thought of you. I nearly popped in for one of your Malbecs. <laughs> no way. They've got Aldis in America now. We've got a few. Yeah. So when you make your way yeah. out, I'll send you a, a must hit list of all the SoCal Aldis. So on that note, I'm probably in California in August. Great. Perfect. And hopefully, I mean, I'm being flown up by work, um, hopefully in August, assuming there are no further pandemic things that occur. Um, yeah. Um, and also hoping to like extend that by like a week, week and a half. So anyone in California, um, like 
that's free, especially you two guys. Um, I genuinely cannot wait to have the opportunity to meet you both. Um, anyone feels like going for a bike ride and knows where I can hire a bike, um, August time, um, that, that'd be fantastic. Um, so like hoping to extend my trip by probably a week and a half to two weeks and have a holiday on the um, Pacific coast because I've been to America, but never the West coast. So I'd love to see um, like Los Angeles, um, San Francisco, those really, really big trees you have in that, in, in that state. That'd be really cool. Um, and basically anything that begins with Lass or Asan. I'll start putting together some uh, ride ideas. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so that, that's, that's drinks covered. Shall we talk about the Omnium? That was, that was something. I don't know. <laughs> Shall we talk? So I, I, I was definitely still in pain on Monday, definitely Tuesday. And I, I went down to the office in London on Tuesday and I tried to use a kicker bike. I've wanted to use a kicker bike since forever. I hated it. Um, I found like the top back top um, bracket of the bike was just too wide for me. Um, so I was like either catching my legs on it every single stroke or having to make a conscious effort of um, going quite wide of it. Um, and coupled with that and quite a few miles of walking, um, and the fact I have quite bad hips anyway. Um, my, my, my hips were an absolute mess on Wednesday. Um, I no longer want to own a, um, a kicker bike, and I all of, a, all of a sudden have a newfound appreciation for my Watt bike and the beautiful piece of kit it is, but doesn't hurt my knees every time I use it. <laughs> Sean, you're not. Do they have any me. prototypes of the, the Zwift bike? Uh, in not not in that office. Okay. Um, so we've got two offices in London. One is Victoria, uh, which is uh, the main office, and the other one is where secret things happen, but I can't tell anyone about. Understood. But sure. you'll tell us after, right? <laughs> um, Sean, you were nodding at me about a kicker bike. Oh, I, I just couldn't imagine trying to. Uh, try anything new two days after the Omnium. <laughs> uh, I, I took it easy earlier this week and only did my first actual like workout yesterday. Uh, three by 15 of threshold and uh, yeah. fell apart during that last that last uh, interval. Uh, three banks of 50 minutes. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, this is, I'm, I'm really trying to, well, so Omnium upgraded me to uh, Cat Enforcement B, so I've really got to uh, uh, get my long power. So I'm really good on short efforts, uh, and that's what upgraded me, I'm almost certain. Um, my endurance has always been kind of garbage, so uh, I raced ZRL and the Bs in the fall and could hold on to the front for about 20 minutes usually and then would fall from first group and then the next group would catch me and then they'd drop me and then the next group would catch me and they'd drop me so, so working on threshold and long efforts uh is really all i'm focusing on now 
So it's actually a really good trading plan um, because generally um, sweet spot is generally recognized as your best bang for buck as oh, Stuart, yeah. Stuart Barrington will tell us all. Um, what was your 20 minute power on the Neo Kyo time trial? So that actually was uh, probably also close to upgrading me. Uh, I did a, an all time best uh, 25 minutes um, and only one or two watts off of my 20 minute peak from from the fall. I think I did 296 for uh, for 25 minutes. What does that work out as watts per kilo? Um, Ig- ignore the 95 percent rule. Uh, three four. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think it was probably that rather than your five to eight minute. I I mean I did do just stupid numbers for the for the uh, <laughs> four and so uh, the hill and we'll, I guess no actually the pursuit the three k time trial. Yep. Uh, I did three ninety for um, four and a half minutes. Yeah, that that it wouldn't wouldn't have been that. That's too short. Um, I would probably put a large amount of money on it being your uh, ten mile time trial. I mean, it could be all of them. Yeah, I, probably. I, yeah. <laughs> um, either way, congratulations. Um, and it yeah. sounds like you had a bloody amazing time trial. To be fair, I and yet, and this is uh, just a personal gripe about the physics of Zwift. Uh, being a large, tall person uh, doing big watts doesn't work as well in Zwift as it does outside. From from a um, a not very large, tall person. Um, you have it made. <laughs> like um, time, time trialing yeah. is, is a, like a sixty-eight to seventy kilometer, uh, uh, sixty-eight to seventy kilo rider. It's bloody horrible. Um, well, uh, Lauren, Lauren beat everyone in the uh, in the in the Neokio time trial. Uh, she obviously was holding higher watts per kilo than anybody, but also one hundred and eighty something watts. Yeah. Um... I mean, obviously, firstly, um, amazing effort from Lauren. Well done. Um, I think, secondly, I don't think we, and by we, I mean Zwift, quite have the wattage floors or ceilings per, ca- per category quite right. I think they're really close. But, like, um, in the Stampede, we've got a B-rider, um, Alex Cooper, absolutely brilliant guy. Um but he's really, really, really light, like 55 kilos. Um, and he, he does like four and a half and creams everyone in B. But because he doesn't go over the, the 250, he doesn't upgrade. And he'd probably, he'd probably be a really, really weak A, but a phenomenally powerful B. Right. And I, th- I think those power ceilings are probably maybe five, 10 watts out. Um, and, and I say this with absolutely no scientific knowledge other than the fact Alex wins every single race and <laughs> Lauren wins every single race. So This was new for her. She, she'd not raced with the Cs and uh, had been, you know, only doing women's B races and was actually pretty sure she was going to get pretty clobbered in the Omnium because hmm. she hadn't really raced with the mixed Cs. And then turns out she... She Didn't. was the one doing the <laughs> clobbering. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, um, 
for those of you that did Omnium, what was your favourite event and your least favourite event? Sean, I'll start with you. Probably the Pursuit, the 3K time trial. Um, your favourite. Yeah, that was definitely... Yeah. Uh, I think, like I said last week, I, I like the, I know I can go deep if I know I'm done right after. And so with 1K to go, I was already feeling like I was, uh, you know, drowning on dry land. Uh, and instead of stopping, I started sprinting. <laughs> uh, and I uh, caught Lauren, and if the thing was 10, 10 meters further, I would have beaten her. <laughs> and your most um, hated? The least favorite? I did well, but man, Downtown Dolphin sucked. That's just like a, a full... Sp and, and I probably made it worse for myself by actually pointing out to everyone in the race that the only thing that mattered <laughs> is the preem. And so our group actually went really easy in between every time. Uh, but that meant actually sprinting every time. Uh, and so every having a full sprint, every, whatever it was, two and a half, three minutes at, uh, you know, nine, 10 Watts a kilo for 20 seconds was rough. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was definitely rough. Um, I, I think from from my point of view, um, sorry, I'm just like feeling around to like try and find the charger for my headphones, which are going to die very shortly. Um, uh, so in our in our race, we had uh, Bowser. Uh, I think he started bleeding from the face uh, in that one in the points it, race, and uh, Nick Wheeler, who did really great on all of the time trials, um, he won both the hill climb and the pursuit. Um, he exploded halfway through the uh, points race because just repeat those repeated sprints were too much. I, I watched um, Bowser's stream um, and I think he won the first two sprints, but then mm -hmm. he had a trainer dropout, which was absolutely gutting because it looked like he was going to have a phenomenal race. Um, from my point of view, I'm, I'm absolutely with you, Sean. I'm, I, I love the 3K race. Um, and the first one to one and a half kilometers were absolutely brutal but i think once i got to the halfway stage there's some sort of mental barrier that you break down and you know you're halfway there and then you've got and then you've only got 1k to go and you can just hang in um and i think i paced it quite well because um i went i held the same pace throughout um and I don't think I could have really held much more. Um, but lots of people overtook me at the start, but I overtook lots of people in the last kilometre, so I was really happy with my effort. Um, in terms of my most hated, I think it was probably either race one, the sprint race, or race six. And I think race six was just because I'd had enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was long. It like we'll probably we'll probably never refer to a 30 kilometer race as a long race but oh my god that felt like an eternity i was so looking i actually felt like that was one of the easier races because everyone was done hmm. it was no, like the pace in c was like riding with uh with with diesel it was just like everyone's <laughs> riding at one and a half two watts a kilo in between the hard parts yeah um, I, I, where, I i got 
I got dropped holding for about about four watts a kilo. So, well, in B. But was that on one of the climbs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I got dropped because um, I think it was just leading up to the climb. um, The person in front of me um, had dropped off the back of a group. And I struggled to get past that person to like rejoin onto the group. So basically, there's there's a mini split and I couldn't get back on. Um, And uh, what happened after that? So I went up the hill. um, I formed a group of about three people. Um, dropped one of them on the second KOM <laughs> and um, in true Steve Pritchard fashion um, there was me and this one other guy and I did six and a half up the first the first climb of the S's with about 2k to go so I built up like a five second lead and then just powered down the hill um, and came Panache. In. yeah Panache and came in 29th <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Greenland, over to you. Um, and you can't say you I, hated all of them. No, actually, I really liked it. I think that was because it didn't include Ventop or Bologna. Uh, I thought that was a really good schedule. Thanks for putting that together. Congratulations to everybody who finished it, first of all. Um, I was in America's East. Josh Christensen just ran that thing wire to wire. So congrats to him on a great, great weekend of races. Um, shout out to Matt Derry too, who finished third in our category and was kind of auto-catted up to B. Like he's, he said he was a pretty strong C rider, but he had no business being in B. And then he ended up taking third for the weekend. So great job to him. Um, apologies to our resident psychologist for getting auto-catted up halfway through the weekend so he didn't have a chance to finish in second so i took his spot on the podium we we, but, we, um, had, we had a um so that's uh, nathaniel or a psychologist um yeah we, we we had a fairly lengthy chat um and he kept on sending me fairly disgruntled messages um <laughs> and, and these these happened like literally five minutes before i was about to start race six and i was like seriously stop messaging me i'm trying to do a race here um but they, they, they continued um and I, I i genuinely felt bad for the guy um yep. i i think he probably did the itt around about 4.0 4.05 and that was enough um whereas i suspect josh was slightly heavier but yeah. put out more watts and, and yeah. didn't didn't get upgraded for it. So um, I think category enforcement is great. Um, I think it's fantastic, but it gives the organisers the ability to stop A riders joining BCD. Um, but I completely get that it's frustrating for people who upgrade into a category they don't feel they belong into because Swift Power doesn't say they are. And also there's no visibility of what metrics are being used at that time. Yeah. So it's kind of a paradigm shift on our end as well. Like we just have to get rid of the old way of thinking A, B, C, D on ZP. Hmm. And then it'll, we're just speaking a different language now with, with category enforcement. Um, so that was a shame. So when the fall Omnium comes around, just lesson for everybody sign up for all six of your races or eight mm. or 12 or 24 or I mean, however many James throws at us. Um, we before could, the make, weekend it, we could make it an Omnium week. Be like, yeah, before, just the, just the before whole week. work, after work. 
everybody put in for your time off now. Um, James is going to take us on a two-week training camp for the Omnium. Uh, James, I actually have a, uh, based on kind of the, the track events that, that often go into an Omnium, I had a couple ideas for other things that would work really well as Omnium events. Uh, so one is the even more horrible version of the 3K time trial, which is the 1K time trial. Can't do it. What? Um, minimum recordable event on Zwift is two kilometers. Oh, that's rough. I, I, I would love to do a, um, a 1K time trial. That would be yeah. absolutely brutal because that would basically be um, a, it's full a... Out, full out sprint for 500 meters and then just hang on as much as you possibly can. That's how you pace it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's horrible. It'd be, for most of us, about a minute and a half max effort, which is yeah just brutal. I'll be brutal. Um, it's, the, it's the one that uh, I think even the track riders hate the most. <laughs> um, and then the other, uh, on something like Sprinter's Playground, having it a, uh, a total time uh, across all of the sprints, uh, but have it on a time trial bike. So that you, or, or just a no draft race. So it's all your own max sprints through each of the segments and have a, the total time be what matters. I, I don't know if I can do that. However, yeah. a single lap of sprints play, playground would be fairly epic. Chris Greenland, did you actually tell us what your favorite and least favorite um, event of the weekend was? I did not. <laughs> was that because you loved them all equally <laughs> yes all of it. um probably my favorite was the the neokio itt hmm. that one sent me to a very special place um i wish i'd done recon on that one beforehand i knew it ended before the climb but i i wasn't sure of where that little rise up to the railroad oh, level was so oh. i got that wrong um but I really enjoyed that. Um, that that pushed me to a new level. Uh, least favorite, and I'm not saying I hated it, but least favorite would have been Downtown Dolphin, just mm-hmm. for different reasons than Sean. I we saw some really weird tactics in the B Cat from different teams that were playing. I don't want to say it, it's not outside the rules, but it's yeah. I think I think different teams wrote it differently. There, there's something to be said for going in and trying to do your best and set your best kind of like, like HTC. And then I understand trying to go into somebody else's barn and, and, uh, and F stuff up and trying to knock or, or place your riders as high as possible. Um, there's team tactics involved or there can be, um, it just seemed like a little, it was a little different race because there were some funky team tactics going on, nothing unsavory or untoward, but it just, it played out differently. I, I, I think on that note that there was a, a, a team who I'm very fond of um, and have a really, really good relationship with that were actually stopping for two minutes and then having another go. And I, I think on, on some occasions more than two minutes um, and completely recovering and then going again. And I, I wasn't really okay with that. I mean, yeah. re- realistically, um, it, it sits within the rules of a race. However, from a like morality point of view, wasn't so keen on it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that, that, that relies entirely on 
their posse being able to generate the same pace as the main pack. And mm-hmm. I think in one category that worked for them, but in others it did not because the main group was so large. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I I thought I'd encourage enough people in the points race to just uh, roll around at two watts a kilo. Turns out as soon as the race started, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> so I rolled out at two and they all rolled out at four. And then I was just like having a little poodle round and then trying to do 10 watts a kilo up the hill. Um, and I think the one lap where I got lapped, um, I would have set the best time for that lap if we'd all been on the same lap. But because we weren't, I didn't. And I came about ninth. And every other lap, I came about 15th. Um, despite like doing probably just over 11-ish. Um, but on my own, it did nothing. But never mind. Um, so... Again, this is probably just a limitation of how Zwift works at the moment. And uh, but in in an actual points race on the track, once you get lapped, you lose some points. Mm. Yep. Yep. There's definitely nothing I can do about that whatsoever. But that be that would be very good if that was an option. Um, and maybe a two-hour time limit on some of these races. <laughs> as, as you had said chris like that it it was kind of a dumb move if you want to recover for the next race yeah you're eating into recovery time and yeah. there's something to be said for racecraft on this too like recognizing pretty early on that that strategy wasn't going to work that the biggest group on the road is going to net you the biggest draft and the best yeah. times and not adjusting you're just kind of digging your hole deeper um but yeah i mean letter of the rules yeah fully within that spirit yeah it, it's not something i would have done but again i can't hold it against anybody but it just it seemed a little funky on the road it played out a little weird yeah um that's all didn't, didn't one of the riders finish about four hours later than everyone else yeah sure did yep yep <laughs> yep <laughs> so that, that... probably didn't didn't do the uh the 3k time trial <laughs> Daniel from ATP, I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> so um, that was the Omnium. Um, I've actually got one more question. How did uh, how did recovery go for everybody in between the races? How like st- did you have strategies for making sure that you were ready to go for the next thing? I zero solid food. I had zero solid food. So race days. Pre race one, I was so hungover, I was sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and after, after race one, I had leftover pizza. Um, and that was after I eventually left my chair, which took me a solid hour and a half. Um, and after race two, I had four crumpets, um, which, if you know what they are, they are delicious. And that do is you the mean, most British fueling strategy. Do, you Amer- you do, Americans, there, right? do Americans even know what a crumpet is? Bookie <laughs> thing? Scone-like? Um, it, it, it's, I think the easiest way of putting it is it's like a an inch-thick pancake with lots of holes in it. I did not know that that's what a crumpet no, is. That doesn't sound right. They are very tasty. <laughs> you, um, you cover them with like butter and other things like jam or marmite and that they're really good um so my my my, my day one um feeling strategy was 
not optimal. Um, trying to think, what did I do for day two? Um, day two, I think I actually had something to eat before the first race. Um, and I ate in between. Um, but generally, I, I, I'd say not being excessively hungover and throwing up before the first race is probably not the best way to go. So um, if, if you're listening, I, I'd um, recommend not doing that. Reasonable. Or, you know, mm. I, we, we were doing, uh, I think Chris, you, you were also racing the America's East. So our first race was uh, 8 a.m., uh, which is about when I usually wake up. Uh, so it was, I was waking up at 7.30 or so to just get on the bike and I am not used to racing uh, unfueled and so that was the other uh, rough part for me for the uh, points race was after that for the, the next, actually before the second, before the uh, 3K time trial race five, I felt like I was uh, sick. I, I was not feeling great. And that was just a hangover from the first race that day. Um, it, yeah. Second day was rough. Yeah, second day was rough. Um, I actually felt better at the start of the second day than I did at the start of the first day for relatively yeah. obvious reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there was no vomiting involved. Um, anyway, yeah. But yeah, um, day two was hard. I only threw up once. <laughs> I only threw up once after race one. I thought I was going to be more. Usually it's with those sorts of sharp efforts. After which that's race? How I, I, that's how I break through. It was after race one. I I, I really oh didn't right want you to... you went hard to stick with the front. Yeah, we had a break a three a, a herd breakaway off uh, hilly reverse. I um I I, I watched um, Brent's stream um and he was doing like seven eight nine up hilly reverse. I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Far, far too much effort. I'm not going to sprint up a hill. I I did. Uh, we Bowser and Lauren and I uh, kicked really hard, seven eight watts kilo for for that. And I thought that they were coming with me, but they uh, were caught in between me and the other five or four or five behind. And if we had gotten the three or four together at the front, could have worked. But mm. uh, they decided that maybe it was better to stick with the, the bunch. Fair enough. Let's talk about um, HSRL. Um, so this weekend we have 1,000 kilometers of Bologna. Oh, actually, no, sorry, that was earlier today. <laughs> That's uh, subsequently changed. Um, we, we now only have a single lap of the Watopia figure eight course. Keish, we haven't heard from you in a long time because we've been talking about an event, but sadly you weren't able to do. Um, exactly. What are your thoughts on figure eight? Yeah, uh, figure eight is a kind of a, um, a course uh, that uh, needs a lot of uh, effort in uh, in climbing. Hmm. Um, and um, um, uh, I, I'm really excited to, uh, to um, uh, that the HSRL has uh, returned because I really like races uh, in my own uh, category. And uh, I think figure eight is a good way to start the 
um, the competition uh, because uh, at last I have uh, a few sprints where I can get some points and uh, maybe um, uh, make up for uh, not being a climber at all. And uh, basically that are my thoughts for uh, figure eight. Uh, I will be sprinting the hell out of me. <laughs> Very good. And I think we should probably say that the, the rules for um, Herd Summer Racing League are that you score points for your time um, versus those in your category over all of the segments. And for figure eight, we have um, Watopia sprint forwards and backwards um, or reverse. Um, and we have Helicon reverse, Helicon forwards. So basically, you want to try and do those segments as fast as possible. It doesn't matter what position you're in at the end of those segments. So it's not like in Swift Racing League where you have first across the line. This is all about your, your actual times for those segments versus everyone else in your category. Um, I, th I think figure eight for me is one of the, the perfect courses for this sort of effort because uh, you've got a 30k race. So Bs call it about 50 minutes, um, maybe 45. Um, and you got two hills to race up. You got two sprints to race across. And I, I think it's just made for this sort of race. Chris Greenland, what bike are you taking? Uh, well, oh. I took because I already raced <laughs> yeah, this exactly. one. Uh, I went, I went with Pinktron on this one. So different, um, same course as race six of Omnium, but a different, a different feel to it because of the the four segments that we're racing FTS, and not everybody's dead tired after five previous races over the last <laughs> day and a half. Yep. So pace, pace less a bit higher. Of, Pace was a bit higher. People were making severe digs for it on the, the KOMs in both directions. So I went Tron to split the difference. And I'd like to say I knew what my result was, but uh, the race organizer hasn't finalized points yet. So <laughs> not sure how it worked out. <laughs> uh, race organizer is currently looking at the race and also doing all those things. <laughs> Priorities. Um, but yeah, I went Tron to kind of split the difference between sprinting and climbing and drafting and descending. And I think it was the right choice for me. Very good. What, what, what was the uh, pace like? Um, did you manage to uh, hold 3.2 for the entire race? My 20 minute was 3.1. Oh. Um, overall was 2.9. Sounds like you didn't try very hard. No, I try not to. <laughs> Sounds like category enforcement may have uh, pulled the top off the bees. Does a little bit. But there, there's, there's absolutely no way I can update these results whilst being on this call because <laughs> I have to like keep on subtracting two from numbers and I need to concentrate to do that. <laughs> this is an easy one. It's, it gets really, really bad when you have like 700 and you have to like subtract seven. Uh, and then, so for these races, it is, yeah, there is a uh, point, there are points for the times through the segments, but there's also points for the finishing time, right? And there's a waiting yep. between the two. Yep. So it's generally two thirds for the segments and one third for the um, finishing line position. So you have in this one, you've got like four lots of max 50. So you could potentially get 200 points from the 
sequence and a max of um, 100 on the um, finish line. And yes, I am trying to still do the results whilst I'm talking, and it's not going well. It'd be nice to know. It'd be nice to know where I finished. That's all I'm saying. Shut up. <laughs> Go back to your bloody middle of light. Uh, uh, Sean, what, what are you taking for bike slash wheel slash, if you can't take Tron, what are you doing? Oh, if you can't take Tron. If you can't take Tron. Um, first of all, would you take Tron? I would take, yeah, so okay. I'm, yeah, so I'll be, if I race it, I'll probably race it tomorrow, uh, and it would be with the bees, uh, so something if that, you race you've got no choice. <laughs> so I think that is, that is uh, Tron for me. What, what time um, of day are you looking to race, so you're? It'd probably be noon. The, the noon, noon one, tomorrow. yeah. That's a good time. Um, but assuming yeah, well, no Tron, what are you doing? Anything aero, I think. Yeah, that's that's the other the other thought is going going near full aero, going with the uh, like the Venge with the seven point eights. I think so a not, lot of not with the disc wheels because I, not I don't for think this that's one. gonna no. no, but no. For Omnium race six, yes, because nobody's going nuts and you're not going to get dropped on the hills. Hmm. But you nearly sold me on the seven eights for race six, and I'm glad I went disc. But for this, yeah, seven eights. I think also it depends on like where are you best. If you are a sprinter, um, going full arrow with discs would make sense, just to like maximize your time on on the um, on the sprint segments. Um, I would but- I would maybe argue the opposite. But if you're a climber, yeah, uh, you should be going with the uh, most arrow setup because you're not at risk of not getting good points on those climbs, and mm-hmm. it'll help you on the sprints. Yeah, fair enough. Keish, what are you riding? Yeah, I'm. Um, uh, uh, I'm with James uh, for uh, uh, my tactics to uh, to to sprint. Uh, I would uh, go full arrow, but I'm not sure yet uh, if I will still take the Tron, which I always take, uh, because uh, if I have a good day, I might um, be able to uh, follow a bit more than normal uh, up the hill uh, when I'm on the Tron. Yeah. It's more all round. So I'm not, I'm not, um, I didn't make a choice yet. I did see quite a few disc wheel setups and I'm not sure if they were pen changes or not. And I didn't see the updated setup, but for race one in the bees, there were quite a few DT Swiss disc setups. Fair enough. I, uh, and that's a mental thing too, right? You get to the sprint and you're like, haha, I'm on a disc wheel. <laughs> Adios. Especially with the, uh, I think the first of those sprints is, is on is right after that S is downhill. So you can carry a lot more speed into that with the uh, yeah with the full arrow yeah. setup, and and it's yep. also the shorter sprint, I, I, yeah. aka for one that doesn't yeah. absolutely demoralise you and want to die. Um, I, I I I take a pink Tron for pretty much anything because it's obviously the fastest bike in Swift, um, and I will do so again tomorrow lunchtime when I race, um, which will be race four. Um, 
But oh, the pro problem I have with this route is the first climb is Helicon Reverse. And I suck at Helicon Reverse because there are so many flat and rolly bits. Um, Best climb in the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, do you want me to change the route back to what it was earlier? <laughs> I've already lost. He's already that. raced it. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, sure, go for it. <laughs> I I struggle on Helicon Reverse. Um, the first bit I do quite well. Um, but as soon as you go with that lip and then it dips and then you've got rollers, I really struggle. And I tend to lose people on that dip. Um, you just come off the power? I think I probably don't change gear as quickly as I probably should do. Um, and I think that really steep bit's probably killed me at the same time. You got to get one of those kicker bikes, James. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that'll make all the difference. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll definitely make me slower. I will say, having done this, you know, you know, less than a week ago, I was a little bit more prepared for the harder bits. Um, going through race six, I kind of mentally marked, okay, this is where I'm going to have to lose my mind on Friday. Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit more prepared. I'm looking at Strava right now and it looks like I, I did set a PB for Hilly forward. Wow. Nice. I went sub, sub two. Whew. So that was a nice extended effort. I, I need to look um, at this as well, actually. <laughs> I, I think I did 159 on Hilly forwards. Uh, mainly yeah. because I was trying to drop the people that I was with. Do you mean uh, today you set the PB, Chris? Yeah, today I did one, one, oh, okay. one five seven today. Yeah. Wow, nice. That, that, that's a really really solid time. Yeah, I could feel the legs staying strong on the second half, which is where I usually give up. So, thanks for the Omnium warm up, James. <laughs> you you are most welcome. Speaking of, uh, I I was looking at. Uh, my TSS scores uh, and my total TSS for, uh, and that's like training stress score. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't want to ask. I have no idea what that means. Oh, so it's, it's just uh, <laughs> essentially a measure of like 100 is, is essentially like riding an hour at threshold. A uh, hundred is essentially um, riding an hour FTP, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what John just said. Yep. He, he said threshold. <laughs> uh, threshold is a bracket. So uh, my oh, TSS for the weekend was over 400. It was like 420, 440, somewhere in that Jesus range. Christ. Mine was like, yeah. mine was like 293, 300, I think. Yeah. So it was in the 400, which is uh, more than my usual weeks uh, recently <laughs> have been. So big weekend. Yeah. Where do you find this number? So I'm sure that yeah. intervals probably intervals ICU probably has it. Uh, your TSS no, score. I blocked them. After the yeah. <laughs> uh, your TSS score pops up at the end of every ride. Um, I I I track it all in in Golden Cheetah. But all right, I'll pay a visit. Um, actually, my my heady forwards was a pathetic two minute thirty five um, at a mere two hundred ninety two watts. So I'd, I'd probably like given up life by that stage. <laughs> so um, let's just um, quickly touch on what else we have 
this week. Oh shit! I've just spilled wine everywhere. <laughs> That's bad. Um, so we have um, four. A herd of mountain goats. We've got um, the Muma Mountains, which will have an epic KOM summit. And then we have Stampede, which is 10 miles of Lady Liberty. And then Bullseye will be five laps of the Fan Flats, at which point I try and work out how to mop up my desk. Bad times. Did you get the results in first, though, or no? I did, um, okay. but gonna mute myself for a second. Please carry on the conversation. Uh, so, Sean, this is where you're gonna splice in the intermission music. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. How's your wine, James? Uh, Back in the well, glass. I think I think there are very few worse things than losing half a bottle of wine. So sad. Yeah, but these things happen. Huh. Never mind. I think the one other thing that I wanted to talk about was, so the women's TT series has been what I would describe as a complete flop. Um, thank you very, very, very much to the relatively small number of people that do it on a, on a weekly basis. Um, I'm currently, well, I'm, I'm not going to renew the series, but whether or not I put something else in place, I'm undecided on. And I'm definitely open to ideas of, if I did put something else on, what would that be? And it doesn't have to be um, women's only. Um, my original idea was to put on a FTS series, so fastest through segment. Um, but I don't think that would really improve numbers at that time of the week for a women's only series. We're coming into summer, ZRL's happening, numbers would be awful. So if you could do any type of race, what would that be? Hill climb series. You are sorry? Sure. I'd say hill climb series. I would say hill descending series. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I mean, the, I would. the the hill climb in in uh, the Omnium was a lot of fun. So having and not necessarily making it, you know, it could be a, a mix of different types of hills. Um, you've got everything <clears> from one minute hills to 20 minute hills that, that could be uh, fun to crush yourself on. Yep. Um, I mean, I would be totally down with that. The difficulty is that the race slots are currently on Saturdays and Sundays. 
which happens to coincide with our summer racing league. Right. And that itself isn't necessarily a problem because I could move it. Um, so problem is the only days I could move it to are Tuesday or Thursday, which is basically right. ZRL yeah. or TTT. I don't think it's necessarily bad having it Saturday, Sunday, because typically I try to race that race one on Friday, which leaves mm-hmm. me one yeah. outdoor day and maybe one flex day if there's a good ride happening also, where I got to do laundry or look after the kids. Yeah. And that's a Zwift day. Right. So, so also with, uh, if, if you do do it as a hill climb series, then it's just one effort and mm-hmm. you could even throw that in the same, like you could race it after you raced HSRL. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'm good with the hill climb idea. And I'm glad you said that you're maybe opening it up to mix because if there's a set of four people that are less qualified to, you know, sort out a women's only racing league, this is the, <laughs> the subset of four people, four middle-aged white guys. <laughs> we might have to open this up to the comments. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely really, really gutted because I tried really, really hard to promote um, women's only racing. Um, and that worked on a Tuesday in between ZRL. Um, the, the herd series was an absolute massive success, and I was really, really pleased by that. But the attendance when we moved series to the weekend was quite poor. Yeah. Um, and then when it was converted into a TT series, it was quite frankly dreadful. Um, so, yeah. In, you- could you is that general i feel like that's probably generally the case for all of the herd events like stampede is probably much less attended than the other races we we um on stampede we tend to like over the four five events we tend to get about probably 50 in the bees and that's the most popular category so yeah that's a fair point but we do tend to get more than five people turning up per event. So, right. so I hope yeah. I might be a viable option. That's, that's yeah, good. no, no, I, I think it'd be fun. Is the idea still to bring series back for the summer? Like um, yeah. Um, ZRL's done. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think that'll work well. So we've got this season upcoming that starts on Tuesday and we'll have to talk about that. But after that, there's a summer break, right? And then we mm-hmm. relaunch yep. ZRL in the fall. Okay. Yep. Okay. So um, ZRL is restarting. Yeah. And it's restarting on an event that we might have to do some funny things with our bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Road to Ruins used to be my all-time favorite route. Um, it was something that I could just go and do for an hour, and it had a little bit of climbing, a bit of descending, and then mud. So now, now we have to race it. Yep. Where the only to... thing that matters is there is no segments, so it's just finishing position. Mm-hmm. Which is this is maybe the first time they've had a scratch race in ZRL. Yep, thanks. First. Yep. So that's it. Yeah, no, no preems along the way. Um, 
bike selection is huge. There's so in the captain's chat, there's been a long discussion about whether or not you do a bike switch. Uh, our, our team chat is all about whether or not you do a bike switch. I think that there's an argument to be made for not, for just riding the whole thing on Tron. I, uh, I, I don't think there is. Um, I, I think you save 60 to 90 seconds on a mountain bike and your bike switch is probably going to take 20 to 30, maybe 40 if you do it badly. Um, How much do you lose nah. by not being in the front group? Yeah. yeah. Are you... Yeah, so if you if the front group hammers up the switchbacks up to the bridge, they might. Be, I mean, it might be thinned down enough that a bike switch makes some sense. I think it depends on what the front group does. Um, I I, th I think that um, if the front group, <coughs> excuse me, um, if if no one in the front group changes then you do what the front group does. Yep. If you're in the front group. <laughs> if you're in yeah. the front group, yeah. Um, and I think realistically... Because you're going to have to oh, change twice because yep. it finishes back downtown. Yeah. Front group isn't going to be big because of that hill you have to do. Correct. Yeah. So it depends on the category you're in. It depends on, I'm on Apple TV. So hmm. I could have started a bike switch two hours ago and I'd still be doing it. Yep. Um, so that matters. Um, and then again, it's just like we were talking about with downtown dolphin, not being married to your race strategy, having some flexibility and having a few different options, depending on how the race develops is going to be the way to go. If you're chasing, I'm going to start on Tron. Yeah, I'm going to start on Tron and then have something ready to go, like top of the the bike change in my garage if needed. But just plan on sticking with Tron for that because it goes back to tarmac. To your point, Sean. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would probably choose my most aero bike that is closest to my best mountain bike alphabetically. Can you do an aero frame and gravel wheels? Is that no. No, you can't do that. Well, you probably could, but it wouldn't make any difference. I don't mm. think you can. I think that the gravel wheels only go on the gravel bikes. <sighs> different, different hub sizes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think personally, I would choose my um, best aero bike that is really close alphabetically to my best mountain bike yep. or a mountain bike in general. Um, yeah. either and, the Venge and like the whatever the specialized is it the stump yeah. jumper that they've got in there or something like that exactly um, and there are going to be no big groups after that climb so I, I think bike swap is absolutely the way forwards I, ca I, ca I just cannot see anyone that doesn't bike swap winning a race my mouse I feel like it's going to depend on your, <laughs> I feel like it's going to depend on your category too. Like B one, yeah. which is essentially A two, is going to be very different than B three, B four, 
you know, mid pack, hmm. but I don't know. This is our, this is race one. So we're not sure how riders are getting assigned to teams. We're not sure who's super strong. Yeah. Um, and we're not sure how it's going to get raced. People might, might hmm. hammer that climb real hard, might, might just stick with a, like, there might be a strong front group. Yeah. yeah. A strong team. That's actually yeah. another thing that uh, that we've been talking about is there there are two herd teams in our in our league. <laughs> uh, do we just all stop and all change bikes? Uh, and there's a there's a group to chase. Or do one of you change bikes and the other does not? Right. Or the uh, mm. the like if you're in the front group you do whatever the front group is doing. And if you're chasing, you maybe group up with the other herd riders and hmm. all do a bike change. Yeah. How did, uh, did the bike swap uh, go? Did you do the TTT on Thursday? Nope. No. All right. Was that jungle TTT? I think it was the same route. Oh, okay. And I think all of those teams did bike swaps, but it, it's, it is hard. So I, in, in the fall in ZRL, there was the, uh, the race where we went up the, uh, the, uh, yeah, it was the gravel versus the um, temple, the temple yeah. climb three yeah, times. Temple climb. Uh, and there was a lot of argument about exactly what you do there. I ended up switching, but then because on the descent, I didn't want to lose a group. I never switched back and, Oh, did I lose the group? Once we hit, I, once we hit the tarmac again, I, I, I still don't know what the best bike for that route was. No. Um, I think it was a gravel bike, but it depends on how strong sure. you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Can't remember who won the men's race, but I think um, KK won the ladies with an, an aero bike. But I don't think anyone ever like really, really concluded what the best bike for that route was. Um, and I think Road to Ruins, I think the mountain the mountain bike will save you probably 90 seconds. And I think it will probably take you up to 60 to do two bike changes. So I personally would do a bike change. And then the, the bigger question is, is whatever group you're in going to save you 30 seconds? Yeah. Exactly. being in that group mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, who has I'm a train a going question. by there Wait, is that you sean yeah, train? Sorry about are that. you on tempest fugit <laughs> uh i live like a quarter mile from train tracks okay. <laughs> yeah it i i i think that this uh this conversation will continue until three days after the race is over. <laughs> I suspect it will. 
And on that note, do we have anything else to talk about that we have not yet covered? I wanted to find out how that Montepulciano was, Keish. Oh, I don't uh, have words for it. It was <laughs> it, it is it is delicious. Kind of, it's good. a beautiful part of the world, right? I love that. Yeah. And you kept from... it off your keyboard, unlike James. So good job. <laughs> I didn't pull mine on my keyboard. I just pulled it everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just drank it. It's a whole lot of better. Yeah. Um, my um, Australian um, cab safe was actually quite nice. Um, I just didn't get to have as much of it as I, as I would have liked. But anyway, um, thank you all for joining me um thanks everyone for listening and hopefully next time i will not spill my wine good luck out there this week <laughs> have fun good luck. i'll drink to that good night good night